last week's Sunday, the last Sunday of the month, we talked about this year God has said is going to make us have progress, you know, and I can call it progress, 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 but not just progress from the, the not just progress, the word progress, but I look at it as uh, divine progress, that divine simply means when God is in the matter, amen, progress. And without any doubt, in my bones, I believe 2019 will be a year of divine progress for every single one of us. Amen. Amen. But, you know, as I shared briefly last Sunday and as I shared briefly with um, evangelists yesterday, you know, one thing that is good thing that God has given us progress, but, they, they, but you know, tell, told, I mean, he's told us his plan for us that is for us to have progress this year. And it's not all progressive passive, by the way. Amen. Praise God. But it's divine progress. You know? But when we look at progress, you know, progress, anyone can call progress. A movement is still a progress. But, you know, you can move forward and someone say he's moving, he's, I mean, he's progressing forward. You can move sideways, someone is saying he's progressing sideways. You can climb the stairs. Someone can say that is what progress but one thing that we should understand that the progress that God is talking to about us this year is not a progress that we are, we are planning out. It's a progress that God has for us. Amen. Because if you look at our lives, naturally we can plan. Naturally we can set goals. We can set targets. The question we should ask ourselves is how far can we get with that? Is that what God is saying concerning you? Is that what God is saying concerning me? Amen. For example, if you look at the book of Revelation chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. Revelation 3, 16 to 17. This is one church that God was uh, addressing, saying that this church, uh, you know, God is saying that they are neither cold or warm, that they are lukewarm. But yet, this church is proclaiming that they are rich, perhaps, Physically, they may be very wealthy, but God is saying that you, because you say you are rich, you are, you are wealthy, you have need of nothing, and you do not know that you are wretched, you are miserable, you are poor, you are, poor, you are blind, you are naked, and that is God's own. So the idea of what we call progress is progress. When God is talking to us, progress this year is progress, not from the perspective of you or myself, but it's progress concerning the perspective of heaven. Amen. Concerning the perspective of heaven. And if that is the case, that is progress from the perspective of heaven, the more reason why that this year, like never before, we must be able to put our ears on the hearts of the Father so that we know the progress that He has destined us to be. That's why when I look at the race, that's why I always tell people that rejoice with people all the time. Celebrate good things for people's life. Never envy anybody else. Because everybody has a peculiar race, a peculiar, a peculiar journey of life. Amen. Not everybody is going to live 120 years old. Not everybody is going to live uh, to see tomorrow. But one thing is that once your assignment is done, it is done. And when I mean assignment, the assignment in terms of heaven's plan for you and for me. Amen. So we're looking at progress from the what? perspective of God, not from the perspective of man. Man can put things, can set things aside, and that's the truth. 
for years, like, I, I, and then I was sharing, I said, for years, if, you know, if you look at it, as, as people will plan this year, this is what I want to accomplish. You put the 10 things at the end of the year, you look at it, I. You remember I used the word, this is what I want to accomplish. Whenever you look at it, this is what I want to do. Most times, God is out of those equations because it is you, not God. But when you understand and say, this is what I believe that God will have me to do this year, and you take it before the Father, grace comes. Because one thing that the Word of God says is that His blessings makes rich, and what they add, no sorrow to it. But when it is a progress based on man's own, because one thing is about when I look at progress, I look at progress can come from you, or either it can come from an external person, or it comes from God. But the one that comes from God, there is never sorrow associated with it at the end. That's the truth. Because when it's from God, it's everlasting. But when it's from you or from self, amen, you know, it's, it leads, at the end of the day, it leads to what? To destruction. That's why I always say something that not everything that looks good is God. That's the truth. If you look at the abortion that came uh, about in the United Kingdom when they legalized abortion, the man, the gentleman that uh, the law, I mean, part of the people that campaigned, that led the campaign for legalizing abortion through the law, they had a good intention because they, they realized that there are women who, whose life are at risk as a result of pregnancy. Amen. So therefore, why should you allow those women to die? You know what? Let's campaign and let the law be passed so that these people can have abortion. Those are one of the key reasons. So when the law was finally passed, they put, law, they put one of the laws in, say, second law, B, Article B or so, was saying that once a woman's health is in danger, they now put mental health. So mental health means that if a woman says, oh, I'm not happy because, you know, one is pregnant, they can do abortion once two doctors agree. So when they now look at the percentage of the abortions that were carried out, I'll, by own words, at least, let me play that, at least 70% of the abortion, really, it actually says over 90%, but let's just take it, at least 70 to 80% of the abortion carried out was due to someone just saying they're not happy. Not really physical reason. But it now goes back to the people that campaigned for it many years ago, that it pained, it hurt them that this was never the word intention. But it was good. But it was never the intention. That's why I always use the word that progress has to be from what God is saying. So that at the end of the day, we don't do certain things and we look, we look backward and say, wow, this is what man has turned this thing to be. For example, who understands the man that created dynamite? Dynamite wasn't initially, wasn't, it didn't create dynamite to what? To go and blow for war. Amen. That wasn't the reason why he created dynamite. He created dynamite because of mining. That's why he created dynamite. It was a good thing. But at the end of the day, man turned it to what? It, the dynamite became more dangerous. You know, it, it, it was the opposite. In terms of, you know, so what we are saying here is we need to be led by God in terms of this divine progress that God has for you and I. And this progress starts with the vision that God has. Jesus Christ's progress, 
He knew what the Father had called him to come and be in, to do in this earth. That means it's to reconcile you and I to the Father. That's what Jesus Christ knew. And yet, because he had the vision that this is what God, uh, this is God's agenda for me, he played that part right, even up to is what is death. Amen. So for us, one thing that, as we're singing, we're worshiping, one thing that the Lord dropped in my spirit was Isaiah 43, 19. It says, behold, I will do a new thing. He says, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? He says, I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And one thing the Lord is reminding me is that for us to make progress this year, we must forget everything about last year or the previous year. We must forget how much he has, what he has, how much, I mean, what I'm trying to say, what has brought you here so far. You must forget about those things so that you can focus on the bigger picture ahead. As long as you are looking back, Honestly speaking, as long as you are thinking back of how much progress you have made, is a way of one slowing down. But when you forget the past, that's what God is saying. Remember not, but forget those things. I'm doing a new thing. Therefore, forget, 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 so that you can make the progress that I have destined for you this year. And that is God's saying. That's what God is saying. But one thing that we should understand with progress is that progress can be time-bound. And that's one thing children of God don't understand. Progress what can be what time bound. I said something a few weeks ago that when you're cooking, amen. When you're cooking, the honest truth is that the way uh, when you're doing stew, everything must go in at the right time. You can't put the beef before the stew. The stew you would have bought the beef at first. Don't other things like that, but the whole point I'm trying to use the word here is that at, the, at some point, everything has to go at, in at the right time. But if you put all the ingredients together from the beginning and start cooking everything, everything will come out right. But it's still what? It's still stew. So it's the same thing. When, we say, when I talk about it, it's time-bound. Amen. Earlier on, we look at the children of Israel in Genesis chapter 15, verse, from verse 13. When I mean time bound, Genesis chapter 15 from verse 13. God told Abraham that his children, we, this event, Abraham went to Egypt initially, left Egypt. God told Abraham that his children would be in captivity in Egypt for at least 400 years. That after 400 years, this is what he's going to do, they will, they, will, they will get a new land. And God showed him all the lands that Abraham's children are going to, I mean, they're going to, they're going to possess. That was to say 400 years. He now said something which was key. When I say it's time bound, God now said something that the sin of that nation has not come up yet. It's not full. Therefore, what God is saying is going to take at least 400 years for their sin to be so full that in short, I will not find reason for Israel to possess the land. That's what God is saying. So God has spoken time bound. And God is saying it will take 400 years. Can you imagine Isaac or Jacob and all of them trying to go to possess the land because God has said. But God is saying in 400 years time, this is what is going to happen. So it's time, but that's why sometimes when God speaks, it's not for us to start racing. You know, as we were studying the Bible recently, I looked at it that when God speaks first, he always speaks, majorly speaks spiritually first before transcending into the physical. Amen. In Genesis, he made man. And I shared, I, uh, there's a comment I made. And I looked at it. He made, both, in both, made man and woman. He didn't 
create, he didn't bring out a woman out of man, but spiritually, he created man, he created woman equally at the same time. But when he came to earth to actually create man, as in from the mold to, uh, to mold man, he made man first, the woman came out of man. But in, if you look at it, going back to the beginning, initially he created them male and female from the beginning, spiritually. But it took time. But when he came, it was different. And when I look at the scripture over and over, that when God speaks in terms of time, sometimes we are in a rush to want to do what we have heard. Not going back to the Father. God, is it now you are saying or you are telling us to do things? So when I mean time bound, it's like, it's not that the vision, and this is where people miss it. It's like, how many times people have said stories? You know, when, when people have said stories that, oh, I started out business, it didn't work, and somebody came, and five years' time later, the same thing that I did that didn't work, he did it, and it worked. Can you imagine? I just want to to say, good. As I use the word, it is time bound. So it's not just to receive, but it's to actually hear God, when is it time for me to move? That's the more reason why it takes us back. Because when God is saying divine progress, it takes us back to constantly putting our ears in the heart of the Father to know when to move. David did not anoint himself or did not elect himself to be king. Amen. He didn't. It was God. So he knew that it was God that had appointed him to be king of Israel. But yet he was so sensitive and so wise enough to know that the God that has elected him, he ought to be so close to the Father so that he remains the elected of God. And that's the truth. But when I look at ourselves, and I'm, I, sometimes, there's sometimes, once in a while, I want to say things, but sometimes I also look at it as when I say certain things, it's like, am I being hard? My wife sometimes will tell me I'm a bit, you know, a bit hard. But sometimes I said, look, I went to military school, you know, and so we just have to say it as it is. You know, sometimes they say you need to make it rough. I said, but in military, we say it as it is. If it is white, it is white. If it is black, it is black. You go, you go. You don't want to go, then don't go. Then say, say, face the consequences. There's nothing like, I understand. There's nothing like, eh, they will understand. Understand what? And that is one thing I see in the Christian in Christianity. God understands. God understands. God understands. And because God is always understanding, nothing is done. Because God is always understanding. That's what everybody thinks. God understands. Hey, God understands. God will just say, I understand. And when you are ready, you come around. I understand. And frustration is looming. Frustration is locking. People are frustrated, are tired. And God, yeah, God understands and He folds His hands. So I just look at it as we need to go beyond God understanding. We need to go beyond that and put our ears. So David, going back to the word, David knew that this God that I've said, that I've promoted and I've elected him, he ought to put his ears on the heart of the Father all the time. That is why before David would go into any battle or wherever David was confronted with challenges, he always go back to the Father. I am at this junction. I know the, pro- the point is that you've anointed me king. In my, in my younger age, 
However, I am not yet a king. I'm still a vagabond running around, Fujiti running around. But yet, because I put my ears on the heart of the Father, the progress for David was to become, eventually become the king. So because of that, he put his ears on the Father to know, weave himself through all the challenges of life. Until finally, that thing that God has said him to be was fulfilled. But it came with hard work. So when God is telling us progress, progress simply means this. We must be close-knit, be closely knit with the heart of the Father. And closely knit with the heart of the Father comes with hard work. That's the truth. I'll tell you the truth. Prayer is work. That's the truth. Prayer is work. It's not always easy to put yourself down for, for one hour, two hours, three hours seeking the face of God. Or st- studying the Bible. Sometimes it's not always the, the sweetest once and sometimes. But it's hard work, so that means that it's something that's intentional. When I look at Jesus, when, when the, the disciples experience the glory, those three disciples experience the true glory of Christ. You know, Jesus took them to the mountain, but Jesus did not carry them to the mountain top. They walked up the hills themselves. He didn't put them on the shoulder like a lamb, no. They walked and followed Jesus. So they did the walking themselves to the mountaintop. I don't know how long it took. And they saw the beauty of God. So they have to do the work for them to see the glory of the Son of Man. Amen. So we, when God is telling us progress, it means that this work, we need to do the work. And as I want to tell you, Larry to come and share. Since he was sharing, he was mentioning one or two of my messages, one or two of the examples that I was going to give. But when you look at it, when I said, we're going back to the message here, when I look at time bound, because the children of Israel, God had told them 400 years, one thing that we should understand that when prophecy comes, number one, it's in the spiritual. For he to translate into the physical realm is something that we must pray each true until it what manifests. Many times people hear and the fold hands. In the process of praying through to it manif- until it manifests, that process is when heaven is giving you the, the blueprint of when and how. But when you fold your hands and do nothing that what God said will, he has said he will do, it will happen, nothing will happen. That word of God will eventually happen. What it simply means, it may not happen in your lifetime. That's the truth. Because you have not fully complied. But it's what? Would not fall to the ground. So it will come to pass. The question is, is it with you or not? You know, Israel, the generation that came out from Egypt, when the generation that entered the promised land, that's the truth. It was their children that entered, but that wasn't God's intention. His intention was for them all to enter the promised land. So sometimes progress may not be what we think progress is. But one thing I want us to understand that progress is what God says progress is. That means it's God's plan. God's plan for the children of Israel, which sometimes we look at it, was that when they left Israel, when they left Egypt, God took them through the wilderness so that they are trained, so that they are skilled. Are you following what I'm trying to say? So that when they come to battle, they are ready. So sometimes when we look at our life, what we are going through, as long as our head is in the heart of God, the challenges, the things we are going through, God is preparing us for greater things to come. So never be discouraged at all. Never be. Because God is with us. So one thing we should understand with progress as well is that 
we need to understand the people that we are that are associated with our lives. Because if we don't know and we get into the wrong association, those things can truncate the progress of God in our lives. And that's the truth. God instructed Abraham to lead. He didn't instruct Abraham to take Lot. But when Abraham left, he took Lot. And the Bible, as I read, says before that time, when God instructed Abraham, God had, even when Abraham left, he offered sacrifice to God because God has appeared to him twice. But when he took Lot, God did not appear to him again until Lot left. And that's when God now started giving the promise that see all this land, this is what's going to happen because he was associated with Lot. So we ourselves, this year, we must be sensitive, as Tegar said, that we, we cry to God, to God for the gift of discernment of spirit so that we know the people who are surrounding us, so that we know if this is of God or it's not of God because somehow it has a way of affecting one's destiny. So it is crucial for this year of progress that God is allowing us to. And one thing with progress is that when I talk about going back to the point, I cannot overemphasize the power of prayer in terms of this progress. That it all starts in the place of prayer. Because God always speaks. But we must do it. So if you look at the life of Elijah, Elijah that when God told him, when he went to say there will be, there will be no rain, no rain, day and night for three and a half years, by his, at his word, but one thing that Elijah, Elijah did was, when it was time for rain, he didn't just go and say it's time for rain. He heard the father say, go to Ahab. Tell him it's time for rain. Rain is going. You should get himself up. You should run. Elijah said, okay. He told But naturally, God has told Elijah. What should Elijah do? He should just wait and see the rain. Am I right? He didn't need to pray. Should he? No. But when God spoke, Elijah had to still pray. The Bible says that he had to what, tell his servant to go and look three times. Is it is is, is the cloud that he prayed? No, 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 it's not that. He went back in the place of prayer. Is it? No, he went back in the place of prayer until he saw the manifestation of it. So when God is saying progress, 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 it's time to dig in in the place of prayer. So that we can see it. That's where we go back to saying that it's time, it is intentional. That means it's time for us to take stock of our daily lives. How far? Whatever God has agenda for us. Because the honest truth is that it's, it's a hard work. It is a hard work. I don't want us to I don't want to discourage us that it's a tough thing. When I mean it's a hard work, it's a hard work, but it's, it becomes really hard when we are trying to do it ourselves. But because we are leaning on Jesus and God, the grace to excel becomes, it makes it easier. That's the truth. Jesus did not say that it's not going to be. He said, my, my yoke, take on me. He says, my body, my yoke is light. So it means that what? There's still going to be, you know. But he's saying that, yes, in life is still good. Mine is light. So leave yours. Come and lean on me because mine is light. That's the truth. Mine is light. So, what, in a simple nutshell, it, God makes it easy. Even though there is work to be done. Amen. So, I just encourage you because of time. There are a few things I would love to say. But because of time, progress. This is what God has destined for you and I. But we need to put the time out. 
But that progress for me is that we, as long as we are doing the physical attribute of what God has ordained us to do, but first of all, it starts with the spiritual because the spiritual controls the physical. But the, the, the thing that I see in this world is that naturally we tend to focus more on the physical aspect because the things that we see and things that we seem to naturally understand that appeals to our flesh. But the spiritual thing that we don't see, because what you don't see sometimes you think it doesn't affect you, but sometimes not knowing that those are the things that actually really affect a man's destiny. So, you know, I thank God for it as well. Let's just bow our heads because of time. Let's just take ourselves before God and just thank God for His Word. Thank God for a year of divine progress. And let's pray that as, as a year of divine progress, that the Lord uh, will grant us the grace. And to put our ears on his breastplate, on his chest, to hear uh, what he will have us do in time and season, over and over again, so that we don't miss a heartbeat this year in the name of Jesus. That the grace to do all that we need to do uh, by God, that Father, come and give us this grace this year in the mighty name of Jesus. Because you have said divine progress. That the divine progress that you have for us is not the progress that we have set for ourselves, but it's the progress that you have orchestrated from, from your true room of grace for us. Father, Lord, the grace to walk in need, Father, grant unto us now in the mighty name of Jesus. The anointing that we need, Father, grant unto us now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father. The grace to do all things that you have ordained, Father, grant unto us in the mighty name of Jesus, that none of us will miss it in the name of Jesus. None of us will fall on the wayside in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we just bless you. We just praise you. We adore you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the adoration. For in Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen.